You ever been there? You ever knocked on a door and no one came to it? There's probably a lot of different scenarios that kind of go through your head. When you go somewhere to visit or to talk to somebody or or just to stop by and say, hey, you thought they were supposed to be there and, and you knock on their door. Maybe for some of you, this is like what you do. You're like, I'm going to keep knocking till you answer the door, till your knuckles start bleeding, and you just keep going, and then nothing happens. If you're like me, maybe frustration sets in. Uh, maybe confusion sets in. Or maybe you just stop knocking. And you're like, eh, they're not there. So why would I bother? I'm just going to walk away and go on with what I'm supposed to do, but... Jesus teaches us something a little bit different. You see, he, uh, we're going to be looking at uh, some of his teaching, the greatest sermon of all time. Jesus preached it, the, the Sermon on the Mount. And inside of this, he, he says some shocking statement that we're going to kind of divulge in just a little bit. We're in this series, there he said it. And, and so far, man, a couple weeks have been pretty, pretty, pretty tough. First week, Chris spoke on loving your enemies, right? And for some of you, man, there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of stuff that uh, maybe some, someone wronged you and you've been carrying that and Jesus says you need to love your enemies and you've been wrestling with that. And then Josh last week talks about being born again. Maybe gave you some visuals that maybe you didn't want to get and, and, and he talks about what it looks like to live new in Christ. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but here we are in this, this third week of there he said it and Jesus says this statement. He says, ask and you will receive. Dang, asking I receive. If you read that, probably a lot of things go through your mind. But here's what we're going to divulge in, in, in Matthew in chapter 7, verse 7 through 11. I want us to read this a little bit, and we're going to kind of break it down throughout the night. It says this. Here's Jesus' words. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and, and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks, finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And he continues by saying, you parents. How many parents out there? I love that we've been kind of building this, this culture of, of bringing parents to, I know young adults, there are, yeah, I see a few of your hands, I'm one. Uh, we're so glad you're here. Listen, you'll, you'll get this, but if you're not a parent yet, you know what it's like to receive gifts from your parents. If your children ask for a loaf of bread, you give them a stone instead. For us parents, yes, you do. You give them a stone. I mean, they do they deserve the bread, right? Um, if they were bad, you give them bread. All right, so if they ask for fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. We don't do that. So if you sinful people, listen, let me just clarify something. We are all sinful people. So Jesus is talking to all of us. We're all full of sin. He said, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So, like I said, you read this, and you're like, man, ask and I receive. Like, mm, I, this Jesus thing sounds a little bit better than what my friends have been talking about. Like, I can ask anything, and I get to receive it. That, like, that seems like incredible. Like, I've had a tough time, and I, all I gotta do is just say, Jesus, here's what I need, and bam, I knock. Door's opened. I'm seeking. I find. Well, then you get other scriptures, like John 14, 13. Jesus continues in another part, basically says this, Word for word, you can ask for anything. You can ask for anything in my name, in Jesus' name, and I'll do it. 
Because the work of the Son brings glory to the Father. Yes, ask anything in my name and I will do it. So here's what I'm like, man, I read that and I, I, I layer it over, over John and I'm like, Matthew, John, he's saying ask anything and receive it. Ask anything in Jesus' name. So man, I want to win the lottery. In Jesus' name. Bring it. Quick side story. I'm, I wasn't going to tell this story, but someone played an awful prank uh, when it comes to the lottery. This week I, I came in on Sunday night to lock up the church and as I pulled in, uh, the parking lot, right, right at the State Street, there was about 10 or so lottery tickets just on the ground. And they were like crisp, they were like brand new, uh, but they were ripped in half. But they weren't scratched off. And I was like, that is so weird. I'm just going to pick them up, sat in my car for a little bit. I was like, what do I do with them? So what do I do? I go home and I start scratching them, all right? There's $280, like they're $20 tickets, a $20, I don't, I don't play the lottery, okay? So like, this is not your pastor endorsing the lottery, but I was like, I mean, they're just here. What if I could do some good for the church? I get there, right? So all the halves are, and so what my first step was, I put all the halves together. I'm like, okay, this is like a puzzle. That matches perfectly, perfect, perfect. I go, I go through all of them. None of them are winners, all right? They're all duds. I get to one, and I scratch one. I was like, seven was the winning number, and I scratched the number, and seven was down there. I was like, oh, sweet, those match. What's the prize? Scratch off the prize. $100,000. I said, Katie was in the other room, my wife. I said, Katie, I think we just won $100,000. She said, what? I said, Katie, I'm not kidding. I want you to look at this. They lined up perfectly. This is the perfect match. It says seven. It says seven. It says Illinois lottery. Like, it's legit. It's not one of those fake tickets. We won $100,000. She's like, I'm not believing anything you say. Take it to the gas station. Scan it. You're a loser. I think I matched up the wrong halves. <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> How cool would that have been? My, my puzzle skills weren't good. But anyway, you asked to win the lottery in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. I want a smoking hot spouse in Jesus' name. Come on, receive it. Receive it. No. Uh, I want the, the winter to be done. I want spring to stay here forever. No more snow. No more cold weather. In Jesus' name. I want Corey to be done talking and stop yelling at me. In Jesus' name. Is that what he's trying to tell us? I, I, listen, what I want to try to tell us tonight is, listen, that's not how it works. The shocking is statement, but it's, if you look at it a little bit closer, you have to know a few things. Jesus is talking to Christians. He's talking to believers. And in this room, before we kind of go any further, we have to, and I'm going to define this for half the room, is what I learned, is we have to have a DTR. All right? How many of you guys know what a DTR is? Raise your hand. Half the room uh, earlier knew it. How many of you have no idea what DTR means? Raise your hand. This is good for me. We have to define the relationship. You have to know where you stand. Do you believe in Jesus? What side of the fence are you on? Is your allegiance with Jesus? Or is it like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of open, I'm here, but I don't quite know if I fully surrender my life to him. I'm still kind of living on my own terms. Listen, he's talking to those who have, are fully committed to Jesus, but I'm not done with those who maybe are not settled quite yet. Listen, just stick with me. This, this is going to play for you too. But he's talking to Christians. So we define who he's talking to, and he says this shocking statement. And so here's what happens. I want to I kind of change the DTR, and I want you all to help kind of go on this journey with me as we kind of discover three points about what it looks like to ask, 
and receive. So here's the DTR on, on what we're going to be going through. Three points. I want you to kind of hang with me here. The first one, the D, is as a, as a believer of Jesus, we need to first dialogue with God. Uh, the T. The T is simply just to, to trust in God. And, and the R, the R is rest in God. And we're going to kind of break that down, but if you don't get anything out of my message, I want you to just go back to this. I want you, this week, as you're spending time, man, dialoguing with God, what does that look like? What does it look like to trust in God? What does it look like to rest in God? Let's start with the first one. What's it look like as a Christian, as a believer, those who have allegiance to Jesus, what does it look like to dialogue with God? Here's what it means. Man, just praying continually, having a conversation with your heavenly Father. And right there, when I say that, some of you are just like, mm-mm, not in public at least. Like, I ain't praying out loud. I, I, don't, I don't know how to pray. Listen, we're going to get there in just a little bit. But here is kind of what I want you to think about. When it comes to dialoguing with God, it, it, it's, it's a lot simpler than what it seems like. Like, when you wake up in the morning... Just have a conversation with the Lord. When you are driving to work, man, just have a conversation with the Lord, dialogue with the Lord. When you're having a really tough time at work, you're having a conflict, you're, you're, you're bitter with somebody, dialogue with the Lord. When you are mad, when you are frustrated, when you, man, you don't know what to do, stop. In dialogue with the Lord. First Thessalonians says it this way in, in chapter 5. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Pray continually. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. I want you to keep that up for me. The first thing is this. It starts off with saying, always be joyful. And I don't know about you, I kind of fall short in that area alone. Like, I feel like I was put to test today as I was preparing to deliver this message. A lot of circumstances were happening, and I immediately found myself struggling with, with this part, being joyful. I seem to be a guy, although I, I feel like I want Jesus to continue to work on my heart, I, I, want, I want to continue to look more like him, but man, I... I tend to be a guy who, who sees with the glass half empty versus half full. And maybe you can relate to that, but I feel like I'm trying. I, and we need to try to get our mindset to be joyful. Then we never stop praying. We rely, we, di we dialogue with God. But I want you to see this. God's will for you who belong in Christ Jesus. He has an amazing, perfect, pleasing will for each and every single one of you. And we're going to talk about that a little bit further. But it's difficult. Going back to the first verse, dialoguing with God, I mean, going back to ask and you'll receive, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. If you think about those three things, ask, seek, knock. So ask, seek, knock. It's really, you got to really get that in there because the ask all right, is really hard to say really fast. So uh, I'm not going to ask you to do that, but ask, seek, knock. What's those stand? A-S-K, right? What's it saying? You need to ask. You need to be in constant dialogue with God. That's, I mean, it's just simple. It's pretty cool when you see those things, when you break those letters down. So God's door, listen, is always open. So you may be knocking. You're knocking at his door. And you're not feeling like you hear an answer. Listen, I want you to know he is there. 
either you're not hearing him, or you're not allowing yourself to hear him, or he's just, the answer's not quite ready to come yet. But he is always there for you. He just wants you to continue in that dialogue. And for those of you who've been raised in church, uh, you, you probably learned the Lord's Prayer. All right? Uh, I'm going to put it up. And I want to see how many of you guys actually know this by memory. If you know it, you can say it. If you don't know it, you can read it with us. But let's read it together. This is the Lord's Prayer. Maybe it's a little bit different than what you're used to, but let's, let's do it together. Right here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your on earth as it is in, give us this. Oh, that's the part, that's the part you're confused about, right? There's a little bit different translation. Forgive the debtors, right? And we also forgive those who, yeah, the debtors. And lead us not into, but deliver us from. Did that bring anybody back to a church pew when they were a kid? All right, listen. Jesus gives us an illustration on how to pray. This, I mean, this is Jesus' words. This is how you ought to pray. And I want you to know this. He's not saying, hey, you have to recite this. Man, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Can thy kingdom come, and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Like, he's not saying, repeat, repeat, repeat. Don't just recite. What he's trying to give you is a breakdown of how to pray. So let's break it down. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's that mean? Holy is your name. Your name is set apart. You are holy. You are good. You are loving. Your mercy and your goodness and your kindness, and it all overflows. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Listen, it's not about me, it's not about what I want. It's not about what I need. It is all about his plan, his will. Let's keep going. Give us this day our daily bread. God, thank you for providing nourishment for me. Forgive us our debts and also help us forgive our debtors. Listen, we are sinful people. We have a huge debt. Jesus covered it. Basically what this is saying, we need to love God because of what he's done for us, but we also need to love others because God has also forgiven them and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Listen, there is going to be plenty of temptation as soon as you walk out of those doors. There might be some temptation in here. I felt it today, and you just got to pray in Jesus' name, help me stay away from that temptation. He's not saying pray this prayer word for word. He's saying, make it your own. This is a template on how you should pray. But one of the challenges I learned early on in my walk with Jesus, and I don't know if this will help you, but it has helped me shift the way I dialogue with God. When you first start praying, spend more time on this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is going to be really tricky. When you, when you start dialoguing with God, when we do that, try to avoid I, me, and my. In like your first minute, 
I'm not saying to pray long prayers, maybe even just 30 seconds. Try to avoid praying anything about yourself, but elevate God in your prayers, because he is holy, he is set apart. You're going to go through, you're going to be like, man, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving me. <clears throat> mm. Like you go right to the, the me. No, it's not about us, it's not about me. It, praise him for all his goodness. Praise him for the good weather. Not because it affects you, because he's just good. Praise him for the sunsets and the sun rises. It's a really good practice as Christians when you start taking yourself out of it. But then you kind of go through this, right? And then he's saying, man, ask. Seek. Knock. Start coming to him with, with requests. And that's where we get uh, 1 Peter 5. It says this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. And I need you to hear me. Every single person in this room, if you're watching online, I feel like I, I wish I could literally come to your seat and look you all in the eyes. And I know some of you would be really uncomfortable with that. Some of you may be more comfortable with that. But I want you to know this. He cares about you so deeply. You may not feel it. You may not understand it. You may not even be in the same realm as, as man comprehending it. But he cares about you. And he wants you to bring his request. He wants you to dialogue with him. So the D on the DTR, first one is dialogue with God. The second thing I want you to take away is trust in God. As you pray those prayers and you talk to him, we need to trust that his ways are better than, than your ways, my ways. You will get an answer. I've kind of said this. You will. When you pray a prayer, you will receive an answer. And it's going to be a yes. It's going to be a no. Or it's going to be a not now. And man, I know what those no's feel like. They're hard. They're so hard. Like, you feel like your heart's in the right place. You, you feel like, man, God, I, this, is, this is what I want. I'm, I'm asking, I'm knocking, but I'm just getting a no. And I, Listen, we have to go back to just trusting in his goodness. Trusting in his plan. Finding hope in his will. Romans 12.2 says it this way for believers. Really important. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but when you are in Christ, let him transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn, here it is, I cling on to this verse. When you are new in Christ, when you are transformed in Christ, you start learning to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. This kind of goes back to the trust, like we have to trust that his will is good, perfect, and pleasing. But I know there's still times, man, I know there's still times that it's hard. But I also need you to hear, again, if I could look you in the eye and if I could tell you individually that God never intended for there to be death disease or destruction. He never intended for there to be a war uh, uh, in the Russia and the Ukraine right now. Like, that's not God. And I think some of you just need to hear that. God's not in the, the cancer that, that maybe he's taken the life of the one you love. God's not in that. That was never his design. 
It's never his design. Now, that's a result of sin that's in this world. And there's going to be a day when it's all made new, it's all made right. And, and, but right now we have the opportunity to draw close to him and help as many people understand the truth that Jesus loves you and he loves this world so much that he paid a debt that we could never pay. But that doesn't mean we stop asking or we keep knocking. But we trust him. We trust him even in the hard times. I often think of when it comes to dialoguing with God, you, you may have heard this in a different way, but the quote that I saw most famously quoted is from Dave Willis. When you pray, if God answered all of your prayers, would the world look different or would just your life look different? I think about that all the time, man. Are my prayers as selfish as that? I don't know if you've watched Bruce Almighty before. Um, maybe there's some fans. It's a little bit older of a movie. Jim Carrey, he gets the powers of God, right? And he, soon he's just like, you get that, and you get that. And he starts throwing out everyone's answered prayers. And then finally, the world is in chaos. Because he didn't understand there's so much more going on than just saying yes, and yes, and yes, in Jesus' name, yes, and yes, and yes. But God is doing something way more than we can see. It also reminds me, I don't know, David Marvin, he's a, a pastor at the Porch Ministry. He gave this illustration when talking about this subject. He went to a big football game. Any marching band fans out there? It's okay to be, take like pride in marching band. Okay, we got the section right there, right? You guys are, I love you guys. You're creative. It's amazing. He went to a big college football game. He's down on the field, and he was sharing his experience. And when he's watching all the marching band perform down low, it's like, it looks like total chaos, I mean, they're moving all over, and they're shaking, and they're, they're transitioning, and they're doing all these. That was not marching band. You guys may need to show me how to do that later. But it looked crazy. But then he said, I looked up. I saw the jumbotron. And you could probably see this on the halftime show on the TV. Or if you're at a game, and you look down, and you see the beauty of the chaos. Everything's working in order, working together, making something cool. And there's sometimes, man, we just need to just trust that God is doing something that we can't quite comprehend and we just can't quite see. So we dialogue with God, we trust in God, and then we rest in God. And I feel like I need to say this as a pastor every single time I get up. Just be, I know there's new people that come each and every single week. I know I'm on a stage and I'm elevated, but man, when I get to preach at collective, sometimes I feel like literally the biggest tool. Because I don't want you ever to think that I have this all figured out. That when I speak this to you, that I'm not like caught in the middle of all this and I'm wrestling with this and like, man, how can I dialogue with God better? How can I trust God better in situation? And, and how can I rest in God a little bit better? I mean, because like I said, I had a, a, a pretty bad afternoon today. A lot of things went wrong. And he, as I've been preparing for this message, there was even times where I didn't even put into action what I'm talking about right now today. Okay, do you understand me? I, I'm not there all the way. But man, I love Jesus so much, and I want to grow closer to him, and I want to follow the ways of his word, and I want to do what, what he instructs me to do. So I want you to know, when you mess up, listen, there is grace and there is mercy. And it is new every single day. And resting and praying is not my strong suit. 
but I try so hard. I try so hard. I am a busy bee. I'm hard to sit still. My mind is constantly racing to what is next, and resting is not one of those areas that I take a strong suit in. But I'm telling you, I'm trying, and I know how important it is. And I want you to go on that journey with me as well, because I believe we need to dialogue with God, we need to trust in God, and we need to rest in God, that even when we can't see it, we rest and wait for that answer, but we don't stop knocking. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. Again, just gotta, gotta rest in just that right there. He's, he's made everything beautiful for its own time. I love this. He has planted eternity in the human heart. He's planted it. Some of you received it. Some of you have let it grown. It's there. You, you, you captured it. But it's, it's available for everybody. But even so, even if you have it, we cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So that's where the rest comes in. Man, we dialogue with him, we trust him, but sometimes we just need to rest in the fact that we don't understand that God is doing a mighty work and we need to just rest in his perfect will. So maybe for this week, those of you who have defined your relationship as being intimate and personal with Jesus, you, you do just that. You figure out ways to slow down. You figure out ways to take a deep breath and trust in his, his perfect plan, and you find ways to just rest in his presence. And there's going to be an opportunity in just a little bit for you to do that. But how do, how do the, all of us respond in this moment? Because I believe as a church and as a ministry, we should receive God's word and, and immediately do something with it. Like it should never just be like, all right, all right, all right, and then just go out the same. How do we respond? I want to talk to two groups of people. I want to talk to some of you, you've not defined that relationship with Jesus. You've not defined that relationship yet. You're, you're, you've been questioning, you've been on the, the kind of on the outside, you haven't quite stepped over the line yet, you just kind of drew a line in the sand and you're just like, I'm not, I'm not there yet, I don't, I don't fully surrender my life, I don't fully understand. Listen, there is, there is one prayer you can pray tonight, and it'll be a resounding yes. You don't got to wait. You don't got to wonder. You don't got to be like, man, I wonder if it's a not now or if it's a no. I want you to know it's a yes. If you pray that one prayer and you say, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I, I believe in you. I surrender my life to you. I want to live for you. I'm, I'm tired of living on my own terms because it's not working out for me. I don't have it all together, but I know I can't get it all together unless I have you. You can pray that prayer tonight. You can define that relationship tonight, and it will change your eternity forever. Forever. You can make that, that change right now, tonight. And it's the, it is the most beautiful prayer you'll ever pray. And you can start walking and journeying with the Lord and trying to figure it out. There's people around you. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to have your act together enough. Listen, because you have sin. 
and you've been trying to do it on your own. When you ask Jesus, man, to come into your life and invade your life, he sends the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit guides you through all those things. You, you're doing it by yourself right now, and tonight's the night you, you have that DTR with the Lord, and you step over that line. And I'm not talking about religion. I feel like this is important to talk about. I'm not talking about becoming a member of the Crossing Church or being a member of the collective ministry. I'm not talking about your denomination. I'm saying your relationship with Jesus. That is the most important. And you can make a change today, and you can pray that prayer, and it will be a, a yes. But for the rest of you, for the Christians, there's a moment for us too. That maybe in this moment of worship, as we sing these songs, as we sing about the goodness of God, you have an opportunity to start a dialogue with the Lord that you haven't, you haven't had in a long time. You may be like, I don't know how to start. I'll tell you the very best position to start is on your knees. Whether it's at your chairs or whether it's just at the steps, what that does is it simply lowers yourself. It kind of goes back to the, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Right here, position of humility. And these steps are going to be open during these songs. And I'm, I'm telling you, there's nobody watching you or judging you because you're up here. And if they are, it's not even about them either. You get to do some business with the Lord. You get to dialogue with the Lord. You get to trust in the Lord. You get to rest in God. And I want this to be a moment that's just safe for you to do that. And just talk with him. Have a conversation with him. That's what this moment is all about. So, if you're wanting to have that, make that change, you want to define that relationship for the first time, and I'm going to be in the back of the room tonight. As soon as I get done praying, I'm going to head back there. If you're like, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I've never been baptized. You want to do that tonight or next week? Let's get it set up. Let's do that business. But if you're a Christian, just use this. Let's just crowd the steps. Let's just humble ourselves before the Lord, and let's dialogue with him. All right, would you stand with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much, Lord, for using an imperfect person like myself to bring your perfect word. I'm thankful for your Holy Spirit, God, the way that it moves and speaks and breathes, and God, I just pray for moments like these where we can just rest in you, where we can dialogue with you, God, I pray that you do something amazing, that, that maybe for the first time someone hears from you, a direction that, that they need to go in, that they sink with your will tonight, that they say, man, I'm so tired of doing it my way. I want to do it your way. God, I pray that you speak through these people, these young adults, and that you would encourage them to move in powerful ways, that, God, you have an amazing plan for their life. So, God, I just pray they keep on knocking. pray they keep asking. I pray they keep seeking. And you'll reveal yourself to them. Lord, we love you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.